Bola Pace is a paper sculpture artist who creates amazing flowers and figures in her work. Bola and I first met when we both collaborated with visual artist Shaniqua Gay for an exhibition installation in 2019. And in this conversation, she discusses how she is expanding her art practice, her major influences, and the vision for her work in the future. This is Arts and Ideas, and I'm Floyd Hall. Funding for this program is provided by the Fulton County Board of Commissioners. I'm Floyd Hall, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with paper sculpture artist Bola Pace. Bola, how you doing? Good. How are you, Floyd? Thank you. I'm great. So glad to have some time with you today. For our listeners out there who may not know of or heard of a paper sculpture artist, you have to give some backstory um, on yourself and how you even got to this point. So what what is your origin story as an artist? Um, well, as an artist, um, well, first of all, I'm a self-taught artist. Um, I, I want to say I kind of started off um, as a crafter um, and I kind of discovered what I could do through crafting. Um, I started off as a paper flower artist um, and I'm still a paper flower artist. I've kind of turned that into a business um, primarily by making um, paper flower backdrops for weddings and events. Uh, I make centerpieces, uh, you know, event decor made out of paper. Um, but I, you know, I kind of wanted to see what else I could make um, with paper. And I started to make um, little wearable art fascinators, little hats. Um, I make jewelry out of paper beads. Um, and now I'm actually, I kind of, kind of got into making uh, 3D paper sculpture animals. Um, and I also have a background in, um, luxury retail and fashion. So, um, I have made a couple of dresses out of paper flowers. That was really my, my favorite thing to make and what I really want to get back to. But it's what I like to do is to mix all of those things together. And, and see what I can create. So uh, the last piece I did um, was a mixture of the the, the animal, the 3D paper uh, sculpture animal. I used a lot of the beads, um, and I also used the paper flowers, um, and I mixed them all together on on a wall piece. And um, I really like the direction um, that that's going. And um, hopefully, I will be making a few more pieces like that. Now, the first thing I think of when I think about paper is what kind of paper, right? And I don't want you to give away all of your trade secrets and your your magic, but when it comes to the paper that you're using, um, how do you how do you source that paper? Do you make objects out of different types of paper? Do you have a go-to um, type of paper, or do you add anything to the paper in terms of process? Like, do you do you you know? manipulate the paper before you start to work with it? How do you, you know, think through or connect to just paper itself? Um, yeah, I definitely use lots of different types of paper. Um, 
a different type for each type of project, and I definitely have to do a lot of manipulating. Um, for instance, for my centerpiece and my headpieces, I usually use crepe paper. Um, I do a lot of, of bleaching, you know, changing the color, um, a lot of folding and crimping, and um, there's definitely a lot of, of, of manipulation involved with um, paper flower artistry. Um, for my backdrop flowers, I use cardstock, um, the heaviest I can find, usually, um, you know, just to give it, so they can be long lasting. Um, and uh, for my personal wall art, I, I like to use decorative handmade paper. You know, I mean, I'm really inspired by my materials. So if I see beautiful paper, you know, I find a use for it. I want to talk more about that. When it comes to handmade paper, like what what qualities are you looking for or would you try to communicate to someone who was making paper to say this is what I want in a paper this is what I would even want my signature paper that you would want to put your name on to even look like or feel like um well honestly it kind of depends on what I'm using it for like um the decorative paper I use mostly for um like I said my wall art or I also use it for um headpieces. Um, I'm looking for a paper that kind of mimics fabric. Um, I'm also looking for, I, you know, I love metallics. Um, just something unique that, to, for me, it's great when someone says, I can't believe this paper. So whether it's because uh, I, I found some paper that looked like, you know, leather, or it's because I manipulated the paper flower to look, you know, extremely realistic, um, you know, that's always my goal for someone to say, I can't believe it, that's made out of paper. Um, yeah, as far as designing paper, you know, my husband is a fine artist, um, professionally trained, he's also a graphic designer, um, and we, and my thought partner, so we've talked about um, designing paper, and he has designed um, some paper for him, we, we collaborated, you know, to make specific uh, custom flowers for clients, you know, in the past. And thinking about your work and how you got to this place in this space with your work, it's never a straight line for many artists, right? And, and I would imagine for you, there were always decisions that you had to make to really help you define what you wanted to be and do as an artist. So if you could maybe talk about one or two decisions that really helped you um, get to where you are right now in this current place with your art. Okay, well, um, I always feel a need to separate, well now I feel a need to separate my business, Pretty Paper Blossoms, from myself as an artist. Now, as, as uh, for my company, Pretty Paper Blossoms, the best decision I made was investing in advertising. Um, you know, um, I think that was a really good decision. I came from a luxury retail background and, you know, my client is the luxury client, that's who I know, so I decided to advertise um, with a company, uh, a magazine in the local luxury market, and um, I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure how many people saw the ad, but um, because I advertised with them, I did several events with them. Um, you know that I've um, 
did for exposure. And that's exactly what it got me. It got me exposure. So I think for my business, that was the best decision I made. Um, but as an artist, the best decision I made was um, applying for the TILA, um, um, the TILA fellowship um, because I began to look at and try to figure out who I was as an artist. That was the best decision I made. Um, I did that last year in January. Um, and, you know, I, I had to come up with um, an artist statement and things that really, you know, because I'm self-taught, I things I've never really had to do before. So I had to look at myself and really think about who I am, who I want to be, what can I do. Um, and also, I went to Nigeria uh, last year. I'm, I'm I'm half Nigerian, and I went there last year, uh, my first time back since being a toddler, um, to visit my family. And that was also a, a sense of self-discovery. My father took me um, to university. I, he retired from, and he took me to the art department, um, and I saw a textile fiber art um uh, works. Uh, I mean, it was just amazing. And it, it kind of just got me, it kind of got me to thinking to where, to the place where I need to be and what can I do? You know, I, I kind of decided like, okay, now I know how to put all these things together. Um, so those things, I think, uh, I can definitely say affected me in my business and my um, decisions in, in my career. How do you have fun with your work, you know, when you're just exploring and finding out things for yourself? How do you play? Um, you know, like I said, I'm inspired by my, my materials. So I like to, you know, first of all, I like to collect beautiful pieces of paper that I find. Um, I'm constantly making um, paper beads, you know, and I just like to put all these things together. Once I have, like, I'll, I'll pour, you know, the beads out and just start, you know, arranging them. I, mean, I think a lot, um, I really like playing around with uh, making the paper bead jewelry. It's kind of something I started for me as a hobby, you know, and, um, you know, I sell some of my jewelry because I've been told that by some customers that they like the pieces, uh, you know, but to me, just putting, um, you know, there's something about, trying to put together um, a necklace with the, the bees that, um, you know, is very soothing to me. So I just, you know, I kind of play around with the materials that I have and see what I can come up with. I always enjoy talking to artists about what they're working on because each each work of art is in some way the expression of, of an idea, some idea. Um, so when it comes to your work, um, or even just the overall vision for for what you're doing as an artist, um, as a paper sculpture artist, um, what what is your favorite so-called big idea for what you're working on? Like, what are you really trying to do with your work? What's what's the big idea um, behind your work? Well, right now I'm trying to see if I can speak through my flowers. Um, working with you, actually, and um, 
in Shaniqua um, a few months ago, it was about almost a year ago now, was such an inspiration. It was my first gallery experience, and I learned through that experience that I could speak through my through my flowers, through my work, you know, what the different flowers mean and, you know, how I can send a message. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm working on a piece, actually, um, uh, that I'm inspired by the Aboriginal people of, of Australia and um, what they've gone through. So um, I'm trying to to speak through my flowers and, and, um, and, and you know, talk about, um, you know, what their people have gone through. Um, and, um, you know, it's just an amazing experience you know, to kind of see that I can actually do that, you know. Who inspires you, either artists or or non-artists? Um, who who inspires you to create or to just think through what you're creating? Um, but also, who do you hope to inspire with your work? Um, well, I'm definitely inspired um by people like Bisa Butler, uh, Fabiola G. Luis, um, Ayobala Kikari Ikun. Um, uh, you know, I'm 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 inspired by African fashion. I mean, there's so many designers. <laughs> it's such a it's it's like almost everyone can do it over there. It's just so amazing. You know, my my trip last year, what I saw. You know, because I'm also heavy into fashion design you know that's a whole nother thing i really haven't talked about but um i'm in, inspired by um several florists um you know all <laughs> so many different things um but who i would like to inspire i would like to inspire other uh crafters you know who think that they're just crafting and maybe it, it is something else maybe it is something bigger i want to inspire um women who have their own small business crafting but then let them know that they can you know it can be bigger than than what it started you can survive off of something that you start in your kitchen because that's exactly what i did you know um you know i i that's what i want to inspire you mentioned fabiola jean louis and that's exactly who i thought about when you talked about paper and um fashion um, because I know that she has a lot of a lot of paper dresses in some of her work, so that was where my mind immediately went to when you when you mentioned that earlier. So I'm glad that you mentioned her. Um, yes. As we wrap up, though, what are you most proud of now? Well, right now, I mean, I'm most proud of the fact that uh, I'm proud to where I'm proud of where um, where I've gotten with my flowers, how they have improved, um, how realistic um, I can make them now. Um, so I'm definitely proud of that. It's something that it's something that practice makes perfect. So um, you know, and I don't I don't use cutting machines. It's all paper, scissors, and glue um, with my paper flowers. So it is truly paper flower artistry. So to me, to um, get my flowers to look as realistic as they're looking now is something I'm really proud of. 